Welcome to Dom and Randy time. Join us on being our true authentic selves while we're bumming at the lake. Okay, we are back. Podcast number two. Really doing it, Harry. <laughs> really doing no. it, Harry. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. I, <laughs> I can just picture us right on the scooter. I don't know who's driving it, who peed on who, but <laughs> just let it go, man. <laughs> just go. It's still such a funny show. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So this podcast is about how, like, my infertility, like, affect us as women. Yeah. Really? How does infertility affect you, us, as as the woman that's going through it? So we're just going to talk about our journeys and because we have, although our story is similar, it's It's different. It's all different, right? It's so different. Like, we had so many different perspectives, but usually... The negative storyline that we would share in our brain and to ourselves, the negative self-talk was like the same. Similar. It's very, very similar. awful, mean, rude, unkind, and makes yeah. you feel crappy. Very easy to blame yourself yeah. for what's happening, you know? And it's not. It's not. I don't even know where to begin, to be honest. Like, the journey started so long ago for Darren and I. Like, 2012, it started. I'm like, we got married January 2012. And then I'm like, okay, we have to go on another trip. Like, I want to go to Peru. We're going to hike Machu Picchu. We're going to do the Inca Trail. Da, 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 So we did that October 2012. And then I'm like, and after Machu Picchu. Well, actually, when we're laying on the tent on top of the mountain, I'm like, well, now you can try to impregnate me. <laughs> like, I feel like I accomplished my traveling goal. It's time. <laughs> it's time. So that's kind of how we started. But it's 2022 right now. Like, it's, there's so much information. I honestly don't even know where to begin. Yeah, I I feel the same way. Like, it was such a long time ago. And I actually am someone that maybe wasn't initially after kids. I was okay with not having kids. And then when I met Stuart, I was like, okay, actually, I could. I could. I could have a family with this man. This is, like, this is the story that looks good in my books. You know, like, I'm, I'm happy with that. And you just kind of assumed that the next step was just allowing that to happen. Um, and then when it didn't, I, for me specifically, we went and uh, I had... Well, how long did you try first before you... We didn't really try. We just decided to go off birth control. Gotcha. Yeah. And then it was just, uh, okay, we've decided we're okay if it happens, you know? And that was like the, the you know, what most people do, or not most people, but some people... And then I did. I did get pregnant. And uh, I miscarried in the first eight weeks. So we were like, oh, that sucked. <laughs> and then it took us another year to get pregnant again. So that's that's a long time. That's enough that at our age, they were starting to be like, okay, we can, we can okay, look at you. What's your age? So people... Oh, I was tw- uh, 28? 28, I think, when I had the first miscarriage. And then from there, yeah, so then at 28, I had that first miscarriage, and then we carried on. Um, they don't look at you right away. We had a year later, another pregnancy, also lost it. Um, and then because of our age at that point, they allowed us to start working. They were like, okay, we can, even though... You, they don't start to like even humor you until you've had three miscarriages because apparently there's like some magic line there. For some reason, there's a magic line, and three is the thing. 
but because of our age, we got expedited at two. And so we were able to start working with the fertility people at that point. And I was able to get pregnant using drugs. I'm very like fortunate that I didn't have to go into in vitro or into the really, really, well, it's not that we didn't have to, we just didn't end up going there because it didn't make sense for us. But then it was just, I would get pregnant and then I would lose it. And it was just like an ongoing like cycle until we got to six. And six was like, for us, was our breaking point. We just thought, that's a, that's a lot. That's too much oh, now. Yeah. That's enough. That's too much. It's, <clears throat> this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> this yeah, fun. all the added stress and then timing yeah. and like sex is not sex anymore. And like, it's a freaking chore yeah. and a job. Like, oh, like, time, yeah. time. Today. If you guys can't see me, I'm like hitting my watch right now. Let's go. Like so it's just it just takes all the joy out of creating something cool yeah which should be in your mind should be like just nature right like it should just happen and then it doesn't and then you start to second guess everything in your mind like, oh my God, am I supposed to have kids? Oh, maybe I'm not supposed to have kids. Oh, yeah. my God, do I want What's kids now? Oh my God, maybe, I I, yeah. maybe I'm like projecting I don't want kids and that's why the universe is not allowing me. Oh my God, what is happening? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Like, we just had so many questions. Like, just self-worth, self, like, I, this is what my body is supposed to do, right? Let's, I'm supposed to be able to create babies, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. And you just hit this wall where you're like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what have I done? to make it so that my body isn't able to do that and that's like that and that opens a whole new can of worms and then we that's how I ended up in like health and wellness and it's like what can I make what changes can I make with myself and when none of those were working all of the changes all of the things that I was doing weren't changing the outcome can I ask you like what was your or the doctor's the rationale of why you could not get pregnant they have no idea like oh, so literally have no idea like it was it, and the, so the, the yeah the questions never got answered that was the hardest part I think was that the questions never got answered and it was like finally sitting back and saying you can't control this like you can't control this you know and and so many Okay, one thing that's like really tough, I'm going to segue here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the things that's the toughest, and anyone who's gone through a fertility journey will know this, is the questions. So when you're going through this, is like the first thing when you kind of like decide you're going to share this story with somebody who hasn't been through it, like the first questions that pop up are like, oh, have you thought of adoption? Oh, if you just stop thinking about it, like, we got pregnant as soon as we stopped trying. Don't be so stressed out. Yeah. Just, like, let it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that was like, in you. <laughs> that was in the last podcast where I'm like, when people outside of people give you your opinion, you're just like, <laughs> I'm, you're so lucky that I'm in a professional setting and I cannot junk punch you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I know they're, yeah. like, it comes from a good place. It right? does. It but comes e- from a good it's place. It's just time and place and, like. Yeah. yeah, you get it when someone else has experienced it, and that was what yeah. they got out of it. Like they just like release, let go, surrender, accepted, and then it happened. Which I totally get because this is the purpose of this podcast is so people share that piece yeah. of it. But in the meantime, between times, it's like, oh my god, I might like, just shut. Like, or like, I'd have so many coworkers like, oh my god, like we just threw the birth control out and I got pregnant in like two months. I'm yeah. like, 
yeah, it's on year three for me. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm happy for you. Like, I was always happy for people. Like, a lot of my girlfriends were having kids. I was happy for them, but it was really hard, too, because to it's not yeah. like I was jealous. That's not the feeling. I can't even describe the feeling. I don't know if you can. It's, it's not like, jealousy. It's like... It's just that it, it, sadness. Hits, it hits a chord where it's like, there's a party that's like, I will not have that. Or I yeah. I may not have that. It's not happening, you know. Yeah, and it it does. It's like a it feels like a punch in the gut. It feels <laughs> awful. And then you like I said, then you get really beat up about yourself. And then you like so like Darren and I are the same way. Okay, this is so this is the craziest thing, you guys, because Dom and Stu really didn't have a rationale of why they couldn't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Darren and I were almost pretty much the same thing. I don't know if Darren's going to kill me because I'm telling this to the world or whoever's listening, probably like only five of you, um, but whatever, that like his sperm count was a little low, but not like alarming low. They're like, no, like it's no big deal. Like this is probably most males. So, but Darren opt in to get surgery to increase that for our chances. But then before all this happened, you guys, like when I was on Magic Buju saying, okay, you can pregnant me now. I also had those thoughts too, of like, do I want to be a mom? Oh my gosh. Like I actually... You know, you just grow up because you're supposed to, like, go to school, go to secondary school, get pregnant, white picket fence. Like, we're just supposed to do... It's the narrative that we think we're supposed to follow. Yeah, and, you know, I, I always thought I wanted kids, and I've always pictured myself with, like, three kids. But at the same breath, I'm like, <gasps> like, the thought petrified me. It did because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't even take care of myself half the time. Like, how am I supposed to take care of these tiny little humans and, like, instill all these beautiful beliefs and core values and self-esteem and... Like, it's just, it's huge. Oh, my God. I'm going to brain on one woman. She's raised five kids. Oh, my God. She's like, yes. Sorry. I segued into our first person <laughs> in terms of raising children. Anyways, um, so I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I I knew I wanted to, but not. I don't know if that if I'm even making sense yeah, right now. Like it was, I know what you mean. And it, it's like <laughs> that. I'm still at that point. So we're... T- five, six, seven years now into this journey with no kids. And I still, I still ricochet. Like I'm a pendulum that yes. swings. I, I go from, Me too. oh, I wish this, would ha- I, I wish this is ha- would happen. I still want it. And then to being like, oh, oh it's okay. I don't, I don't get, I don't have to go to hockey. Like it's <laughs> I don't okay. have to do the yes. things. Like it's, I can do it, what I want. I think, I don't know if it was like Jenna or Addison or somebody, I don't know who said it's like, I, it, just because I don't have, children it doesn't like determine how worthy I am as a woman or something along those lines and that's I think where it goes back and forth because so we tried for a year after our travels and nothing was happening and like it's just the same thing just like no more birth control no more this stuff and 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 then all of a sudden nothing was happening and so then I got recommended because I work in healthcare. I used to work in healthcare. So I got recommended to this beautiful, amazing gyno and she was awesome. And like, we didn't have to go through the miscarriages you went through. So that to me is crazy that that was, that was a staple. Like, cause yeah, we didn't have was, a miscarriage. It was a pattern, a reoccurring pattern that. But before like, you had to have these miscarriages before you can see the pattern. Like, so when I got to the fourth, um, positive pregnancy, test my heart sunk (laughs) like my heart sunk because I was like I know what this means yeah like I know where this goes and then I would talk to some girlfriends and things and they would just say no 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 you know like and I know they're being encouraging and it comes from a good place and I needed to hear that too but it was 
don't do that. Like you're, you're just, you're creating it's a part of the process. Yeah. So. Whatever. And then I would just be like, I know, but for me that this is what that story means for me. Mm-hmm. And it did, it went up to six. Like we, and then at five it happened again. And then at six. And I remember my sister telling me lucky number seven. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah. That's where I have to get. And I know a lot of women have gone through miscarriages and stillbirth and still oh, that. have a family. St- yes. Yeah. It does. Like, you know, and that happen. is amazing. Like, Oh my God, please reach out to us. Like, oh, just please. Um, and it's so funny because like I, like I said, I didn't have to go through this miscarriage. So I could not imagine like that piece of it. So when Darren and I, it was only a year of trying, we went to, it's called uh, like our fertility clinic here that Dom and I both went to. Um, it was a really actually, as messed up as it sounds, it was a good experience in terms of... Yeah how it went and how their treatment but like we just did IUI the first time however oh my gosh I am always that flipping one percent girl I'm like my body's the most sensitive body in the world you guys like it's just uh like it's it's unreal um but this I used to really love my body I'm not kidding you guys until I did these treatments um and I'm still struggling with it so I did IUI and I took what's the first pill called I the used, regular one, I not used, the L one. Oh, uh, but anyways, I took yeah, I, yeah, the one that called. they always recommend. I'm so sorry, I can't. Call me. Yeah, yeah, yes. Something and like I did the injections and stuff like that. And I was that one percent that got OHSS, so like over hyperstimulated ovaries. So like then it was like my stomach bulged out to like I was like almost six months pregnant, hard belly, like. And then it was to the point where. Um, if I move too much, I can like twist and ruin my ovaries. But if I didn't move enough, I could get a blood clot and die. So we're like, fuck, like this was like three days after like injecting me with this stuff. And I will share the, share the male side perspective of this afterwards. But at the time I didn't feel like my husband was supportive cause he didn't understand, which I tried to explain, but they don't get it sometimes. Yeah. They're they not don't, living it. They're, they're not, not living. Yeah, yeah. Like the hormone swing. They, they, they will never understand that. That and the way my yeah. body was reacting. Like, ugh, so that's another topic for another day. And then, like, it didn't work. And then I questioned myself again, well, do I really want this? Yeah, I kind of want this. Yes, I want this. No, and then I'm like, you know what? My choice got taken away. I'm going to fucking get this. Like, I'm just that person, like, all. <laughs> like, and then I did want it. And then we tried, and then we had to try a different pill, the L1. So my body the went the yeah, That's the one I used. So my body wouldn't react so crazy. It still reacted crazy. So we did IUI about three or four times. And because my body reacted so shitty every time like that, I couldn't go further. Like we were not allowed to go to the in vitro piece because of, of how you reacted. But Darren, in the meantime, between time <clears throat> did his surgery, increased the count a little bit. And we just, we were, and I have no reason either. Like I have no reason why, or like no diagnosis. Of yeah. why I'm not getting pregnant. So I had the same thoughts. Like, oh my God, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not supposed to have kids. Like, maybe I'm, I'll be a shitty mother. Like, you just, oh my gosh. Like, you just think yeah. so many weird, random, negative thoughts that are, like, discouraging, depressive. Well, and it's most people's journey, I think, too, is that this is, this is something. Okay, so if you could do, say it was one, one, a one-time event. So you're, like, you go in. You do these drugs, you do it, it's a one-time event, you come out on, you know that you're going to come out on the other side with what you want. Yes. That's different. But these journeys are like, you don't know if you're going to come out on the other side. And then you're doing it again. And these get drawn, 
this process. It's like years. drawn out for years. It's not like, oh, I'm going to do this this month. Oh, and this month. Yeah. And, <laughs> and as some of you obviously know who have done this. like Yeah. But for those who <clears throat> don't know, it's lengthy, yeah. yearly, long, and taxing on your body it and is. mental health. And if anybody is wondering about what that process looks like, um, once you get into the, the drug side of it, uh, so they would give you, on day three of your cycle, you would start to take a drug called uh, the, the Clomid or the Letrozole is what we use here in Saskatchewan. I'm, I'm not, there may be others in other places, but here that's what they use. You take it for a couple of days. That stimulates your ovaries. Um, then you, can, you either ovulate on your own or you take another drug. Um, the brand name that I used was Ovidrel, which is, I don't know exactly, but essentially it's the synthetic version of the pregnancy hormone. So if you as a woman are trying to get pregnant, that is your end goal, you inject yourself with this and you go from zero pregnant to nine, nine months, months pregnant. pregnant. So you feel Intense. pregnant, you feel pregnant, you, your, your boobs You're hurt. Whacked. Your emotions are all over. Your brain is all over. You feel like shit. <laughs> it's and you're intense. like, so you feel pregnant. You're like, your body's like, I'm pregnant. And then, but, but you might not be pregnant. So like, that is the hugest mind fuck ever. On your body too. Like yeah. your body's really like, what is happening? And then that's what I was saying. Like I, it's really, this, this process has really messed up my body. So we started that, our first fertility was like 2013, 2014. No, I'm lying to you guys. I am so lying to you guys. It's like 2015. And then that's like, yeah. And I'm still, my body is still recovering from shit. Like still to it this day. It took me, I bet you two years to, to emotionally stable after. And that's what I said at this, at the, after six, we were just like, that's enough. Like this isn't working. It's not worth it anymore. And that's the decision we made. And I, all the fucking power to women who stick through that. And I never got to in vitro because I was able to get pregnant. I would just lose them. So they told me, you know, like in vitro would be an expensive miscarriage for you. (laughs) So we didn't, they're like, I don't think that would be. Oh, I want to give you a hug right now (laughs) as you laugh. I'm hugging her everyone. (laughs) Yeah. An expensive miscarriage for you. So we didn't, we didn't hit that. They said, but I mean, I guess reality, I guess. Yeah. But I've, I think of like how involved my process was and mm-hmm. we were at a very low stage of it mm-hmm. and the women mm-hmm. that go through that the full blown yeah over and over and over again is absolutely unreal like so much power to someone who has been through that cuz I don't even know how you did it cuz we had to stop we just said done we're not it's not worth it it's not worth our relationship because things were getting rocky at that point, right? Like it's tough and we will do a specific infertility about how it affects relationships um, segment, but it was, it was very tough. And then we just had to look at each other and say, it's, it's not worth it anymore. We can build a life that is okay. Like this. <laughs> it's okay that it's just the mm-hmm. two of us. It's okay that it's just me and you. But before I, sorry, I'm interrupting you, yeah. but like totally, you guys, she's saying this with confidence right now ish. <laughs> I always say ish because yes. her and I do bounce back and forth, but that's taking years. Yes, that's right. Of like <laughs> personal development, 
going through the emotions, accepting that we won't have children. And if we do, oh, fuck, we'd be geriatric stage right now, period, yeah. pregnancy. I'm which... hitting some pretty massive lows. Like, our yes. relationship hit some things that were very scary. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful and happy that we've made it here. <laughs> like, yeah. very grateful. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a very tough thing to do. Yeah, so then after, it is, and then after all those treatments, you just, I don't know, then you question everything. You question your relationship. You question your self-worth, your future, your destiny. You're like, well, now what am I supposed to do? Like, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a weird journey. However, doable, like, not doable, like, you can get through it. And there's lots of us that are doing it and that was such a like a huge yes. connection between me and Randy was like holy shit she gets it yeah she gets it <laughs> this is where like her dad was right <laughs> he knew more he saw more in both of us and knew more yeah because I was very vocal about it because like in healthcare everyone's like oh my god when are you guys having babies and I'm like finally I was getting so pissed off to the point where like I'm reproductively challenged. <laughs> I would just yell yes. at people and if, then they would stop. And it, her dad happened to be overhearing. <laughs> yeah. And he knew, obviously. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> what my journey was. Yes, if yeah. anybody who has kids is still listening to this right now. Oh, um, That is like, just don't ask people. <laughs> or be sensitive. It's, and I think most people are, <laughs> but, but I feel like there's, um, I don't know how to say this very kindly in the sense I feel like okay oh my god we might edit this out I have no idea <laughs> I felt like the only people who asked me about when I'm having kids were older generations yes that's normal yes not our yes. generation like not our age our age are more sensitive to what's going on and and I know but I know that generation went through a whole bunch of shit too right that they don't share or talk about it and it's just the way that right. we were growing up and programmed. And, like, so it was actually just my older, elder, older, I don't know what to call them, my older coworkers who would always, always ask me, not people my age. Yeah. So that was the difference. That's true. But yet they went through five miscarriages and this or stillbirths yeah. and they didn't talk and share about it and they still okay. haven't. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How do you feel about, and this is, I can't, because this came up lots for me and it was really sensitive. What about surrogates? How did you feel about surrogates? I got asked that once, um, but time has already passed, so I was in a good space to answer and answer. say, no, I'm okay, because, like, I've got offered from how, family members. Yeah. How did you, like, personally, how would you have felt ab- about someone doing that, About though? being a surrogate for you, like... I don't know. Like, I mean, a lot of people do it. It, it is successful, and it I is. do know, like, some personal stories in like my immediate yeah. circle where yeah. it has worked that end of the adoption piece yeah. too which i i've considered i've looked i've considered both yeah. but those are the the tough to- those are like the tough topics yeah. right and it i didn't feel right for me i felt i was open to adoption but Stuart wasn't yeah that's what well that's yeah because you guys oh my gosh like when we travel i see all these like kids that are in need i'm like oh my gosh i can just bring and i know that sounds horrible i can just bring them home but like <laughs> i i just i could have brought five children home and been so happy but like Darren's like I don't want to adopt like I don't know if it's a man thing I don't know what their thing is because it's not their blood it's not them but he wasn't open to it and that was the time you guys we were actually boating on the lake 
um, having a cerveza and <laughs> we were arguing about adoption. Like I was like ready to, I'm like, why wouldn't we? Like we have so much love to give. We can help and like, we can like do all these things with kids. I feel like we got this. I mean, nobody really got it. Like nobody, every parent's yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like we got this. And he's like, I don't want to adopt. No, no. And at that moment I was fucking pregnant and I didn't know. And then we were having, like I said, it was only a beer on the boat, but whatever. And then that was like Saturday, like it was on the weekend. And then Monday, Tuesday, I wasn't feeling good. And then Wednesday, I was like, woke up in the middle of the night. And that's when like this big voice was yelling in my, like I had such bad pain in like my pelvic area, my abdomen, my lower abdomen. And this voice was just yelling me like, it's topic. Like it was like two in the morning. And I just woke up out of bed with this fucking voice yelling at me. I'm like, okay, 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 I get it. I'm like looking down, like, Darren, you got to take me to the emerge. What? So we went to the emerge. Sure, shit enough, it was a topic. And here, this entire time, I was crying to the doctor, going, "Oh my god, we're fighting about adoption." Here, I was pregnant. I had a beer and I killed it. Like that is where my brain went. It's so easy. And he's to do like, that, "Randy," though. and thank God I knew this doctor because I worked in healthcare. He's like, "Oh my god, Randy, no, no, there was nothing you could no, have done. No, you didn't do this." And you then my gyno came and was like, "Oh my gosh." We don't know if this is a viable pregnancy because it's on the cusp of being on the tube. I'm not sure quite well like where it's on the tube because it's so new. So they literally kept me in Emerge for four days to monitor it where my body was like, enough of this. This doesn't feel good. And all of a sudden, another doctor came and was like, oh my God, you have blood in your um, stomach. So my, my stomach absorbed the egg from the tube and was like, nope, we're handling this our own way because we're not having surgery, basically. So that was my experience in terms of that. But I, I hate to, like, in a weird way, it was, like, after I left the Emerge, and I just remember walking into the parking lot. Darren had his arm around me, and it was just calm and cool, because there's like, it was a beautiful morning, and it was so early in the morning that the parking lot wasn't full yet. It wasn't full-blown hospital mode yet, and I just felt so calm and okay that we didn't have a kid. And But I felt also calm and okay, like, oh, my God, the possibility may be there. That's right. Yeah. So I was so torn, but I yet yeah, I felt calm. It was like, I don't know, my guys or whoever was just with me, like yeah. saying, it's okay, it's okay. So that was my journey and my spot. So we kind of went on a tangent. I'm so sorry. But that's no, what I, we wanted to share. Yeah. Well, I answered, you answered my question, and I was thinking, kind of, but then I went like, <laughs> well, that's just you. <laughs> I know. That's so, just you. <laughs> so Dom and I really balance each other out because she's like calm, collective beautiful calm even ground energy and I'm like so airy and like all over the place yeah. <laughs> so like I say things and she fills in the puzzles it's a beautiful combination <laughs> so yeah I guess we just wanted to share that like we've been there I mean there's more tour stories probably that we're not sharing or forgetting or, yeah. or blocking but it took us years to be able to sit here and have these conversations yes with and like finding confidence people. and yeah Finding and finding someone that I could share with that had been through it. And now I don't, I think one of the hardest things for me is when a person shares their pregnancy with me, their new pregnancy. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, that's very difficult for me. And um, it's been happening to me a lot right now. And so I, I am now open and I will say, listen, I can't do the, oh my God, ah," like I can't do that. It's not because of you. I am very happy for you, uh, but I can't do it. Like, I can't do that. I can't hit that, like, next octave. (laughs) Because 
it's just not there for me and it's not personal to you. And like, I have come to a point where I need to openly say that to people. And I'm like, please don't stop sharing with me, but just know that I can't match that level. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's been like really, really tough. So that is like, yeah. One of the I things. forgot about that. Yeah, oh my god, there's so much more. One. Like you just like brought up so many. As I'm sapping my yeah. fingers here, so many. Like yeah. I'm sorry. Like you know, and it's like and it's, this isn't personal to you, but it's just something that I'm going through. And so yeah, this journey is crazy, but it's so, like tip of the iceberg. Of yeah, it is. Our the topic tip. was the oh, how... and like birthday parties now too, though you okay. guys. <laughs> This was another thing that Dom and I were just talking about like a couple of days ago. Yeah, I don't want to go to your kid's birthday party. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not coming. Okay, I'm not coming. I don't know if you guys feel the same or if you have children and you know other, your friends are experiencing like our journey in the sense-ish that like, yeah, it's really hard. It is. It's, I, they're, it's fairly hard. I, Especially when they're so been little to and many. cute. Like, yeah, I haven't been to many. When they're teenagers or like, you know, like 10, 9, 8, it's eight up. Like, yeah, yeah I'm like, yep. Yeah. Oh, awesome. But when they're young, I'm like, I can't. I, I have no... I want to be there for you, and I love your family, and I think and they're I'm so adorable, but I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Like, it just... That's the only time... That's why I keep saying ish niche, because, like, I feel really good about my life and how we've changed. Like, we've molded our lives completely different from since we couldn't have kids, which, again, we'll probably share down the road. But um, at the same breath, those moments of I don't, I don't family think it and ever friends goes away. I don't know. If, like, I, I don't, don't think, think it'll ever go away. That's the thing. And it's like, we want, it is like, it's like you find this happiness, you find a way to joke about it. You find a way to move on, and but I don't think it, it doesn't ever go away. Yeah. And like I think you, that is just like a human nature thing. Right. You probably like 85%. Yeah. Accept it. Yeah. And those and, other little creeps creep up when you have, People around you have moments. Yeah. Like if you weren't scrolling on social media, if your friends weren't having kids, life would be great. <laughs> You'd be 100% probably. Yeah. <laughs> but when you see those moments, you always wonder, oh, could, that would be so That could nice. have been us. You know, yeah. I could have had this. And or... holding that little one and smelling that damn baby smell. Yeah. yeah. yeah so anyways, that is our journey. I don't know <laughs> if we've been rambling so much, so I keep wanting to like shut it off, but maybe not. I don't know. But that's our journey. If you're still listening to us, uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Yes. Uh, do all the things. We will get better. We will get better. Yes. <laughs> we'll be Please like, share, Please do all the things so we can stay with find us. the women who want to come on here and share their journey. Like This is our journey. So if anyone's open yes. and willing to share their stuff on here and like yeah. how you've overcome it. like Actually, we didn't really share how we overcame it yet, but we just shared our journey and then we can start sharing, like, okay, what are the things that we did to get over this? Because I know Dom and I both spent a lot of time in bed. Yeah. Like, I shed a ton of time in bed and felt very depressed. So, next week, we'll probably dive into that and, like, the coping skills that worked for us. Which might not work for you, but might work for you. Or you might have some more. So, again. All right, peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you guys so much. And like, let's continue building this beautiful community. Bye. (laughs) Love you guys.